0: Welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is all about wedding traditions you can skip. This is going to be a two-part episode, so I'm going to do the first 13, the things you can skip in today's episode, and then next week we'll hit the next 10 things for a total of 23. And this is based on a BuzzFeed article that came out at the end of August called "23 Things People Really Really Want You to Stop Doing at Your Wedding." So, what I'm going to do is go through all 23 things, like I said, 13 this week, 10 next week, and sort of give you my take on whether I agree or disagree if this tradition can be. Seen skipped or not, of course, this is just my opinion giving you a few things to think about. You can obviously come to your own conclusions on whether or not you want to skip any of these things. So let's dive right in. Number one, I think we should retire the father walking the bride down the aisle and handing her over to the next owner like a prize cow. (laughs) So when you say it like that, of course, this should be retired. And you know what, I do kind of agree. I don't love that the idea of the father walking the bride down the aisle is just like a given that, you know, it's an expected thing that has to happen. Um, I think that should really be a discussion between the couple and their parents about how they want to enter their ceremony and who's going to be involved in that. I love the idea of, Um, both the bride and the groom, of course, in a hetero wedding where there is a bride and a groom, um, both of them taking time to walk down the aisle. I don't like that it's just the bride who does it and the groom just sort of like magically appears at the end of the aisle. I think it'd be really cool if they both get time to walk down the aisle. I like the idea of walking in with both parents. Like, why is it just the dad? Um you know, the mom has spent just as much time raising the child or whoever it is, you know, maybe you were raised by grandparents, aunts, uncles, godparents, whoever it is, just having those important people in your life walk you down. Um, if your parents are divorced and remarried, I love the idea of coming down with like a huge group of like, you know, four or five people who played parenting roles in your life kind of all supporting you. They could even walk like just behind you, which I think is just such beautiful symbolism. I love the idea of walking in alone. I think that's super powerful. Um, you know, really stepping into your marriage as an independent person who's chosen this for yourself as an adult not as you know, a prize cow being handed over to the next owner. Um, And I love the idea of walking in together. That's sort of what my partner and I are doing. We're actually sort of skipping the entire processional altogether, we plan to just already be at the front uh, before our guests enter the ceremony space. But I love the idea of walking in together and saying, you know, the two of us we're walking into our marriage together, we're walking out together, like this is how we're starting our life. I think that's so beautiful. Um, And this isn't to say that, of course, you can't have a special moment with your dad, I just don't think it should be a given um that they automatically get to do this thing just because they happen to be the father of the bride i think there should be discussion of all the different options in my opinion some of these better options uh to enter the wedding and you can still have a moment with your dad if you're a bride you can you know walk in by yourself, hug your dad at the end of the aisle. Your dad can walk you halfway. Your mom can walk you halfway. Your dad can get up and give a reading. Your parents can all, you know, hug each other at the end of the aisle, whatever you want to do. There's tons of options. And this doesn't have to be the automatic thing. And even if you say, you know, well, that's not how I'm thinking of it. You know, I just want my dad to do it because I do. You can't really ignore the history and the symbolism of a father walking her bride or his daughter, the bride down the aisle. Unfortunately, it does have that really patriarchal um, history and tradition of the father literally selling his daughter to the next man who's going to take care of her, handing her over from, you know, one man to the next. Um, so if you're not super cool with that, maybe you want to rethink this tradition. Okay, number two, I hate the tradition where the groom is not allowed to see the bride in her wedding dress. I totally agree with this one, especially when you say not allowed. I hate it basically any traditions that tell you what you have to or can't do. Um, So saying that the groom is not allowed to see the bride in the wedding dress, I definitely uh, agree that that should be thrown out. If you are someone who wants, um, you know, if you're a bride and you want your groom to see the wedding dress, if you're a groom and you want to be involved in the wedding dress um, decision, if you're two brides, if you're two grooms, of course, this is a completely different conversation. um, Totally go for it. Like if that's something both partners are on board with, I think that's great. If you always, you know, make decisions together or if the groom has a really good eye for fashion and you'd love to get his opinion, you want to bring him with you, amazing. Um, What we did is, When I chose my dress, it was just me and my mom, which I think was perfect. I think I would have gotten overwhelmed if there were too many other opinions in the room. But I did have my partner come with me to my final dress fitting. And honestly, that was more of just a practicality thing. We've decided that we want to get ready together, just the two of us. We're not, um, we will be spending the night before our wedding and the whole morning and day together. We're not being apart. Um, I'm not getting ready with a group of girls. He's not getting ready with a group of guys. We're not doing a first look, anything like that. So just practically speaking, my partner will be zipping me into my wedding dress. And we thought, oh, it's a good idea for him to come to the fitting for the seamstress to sort of teach him how to do up the dress properly, you know, what he needs to hold and pull and tuck and pin and zip, all those sort of things. And just to sort of take a bit of pressure off of that moment. Um, And it worked out perfectly. It was, you know, it was really great for us he sort of got to see me for the first time in it at the um, tailoring shop. Uh, His mom was there too, so she got to see me. They both really loved it. they were really sweet about it, but there wasn't a ton of pressure on my partner to like have this huge reaction. You know, we didn't have a photographer there or anything like that. And I know that's not something he would want. Um, but I totally understand for people who do, like if you don't really need your partner's opinion on the dress, which I was in the same boat, I didn't really need his opinion. (laughs) Um, I assumed he was gonna like it. I didn't need him to like help me choose it. Uh, If you are planning to get ready separately, and you do want to have that first look, whether it's a first look before the ceremony or at the ceremony, and you do want to have that moment of surprise. um, Totally keep it a secret. I think that's fine. As long as it's not something where you know, you're saying, oh, well, he can't see it because he's not allowed. No, 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 it's just a preference. You decided, oh, yeah, I don't want him to see it until the day. Totally fine. Um, If you do want him to see it before the day, I think that's fine too. I'm sure he will be just as excited to marry you on the day of. You probably will still get tears and some sort of beautiful reaction. Um, So totally don't worry about it if that's something you want to do. I think more and more couples are sharing those moments together. And for us, it was actually extra fun because the weekend when I went to my final dress fitting is also the weekend that my partner went to go try on his custom suit for the first time. So it was super cool to go from, you know, me trying on my dress, he gets to see me in the dress I'm going to wear when we, we get married to, you know, we walked uh, a few blocks over and he got to go try on his suit. And I got to see him and the outfit he's gonna wear. Um, It was so cool. We both sort of felt like we were kind of like, you know, had butterflies, or we were a bit like floating on clouds the rest of the day, it just felt so real. And it was so awesome that we could share that moment together. It wasn't, you know, the secret thing that he went to do a secret thing I went to do, like we both got to be there, give our opinions, admire how great the other one looked in their outfits It was really fun. So uh, there's a lot of great moments that can come out of actually deciding to share your outfits beforehand. All right, number three, definitely the bouquet toss. Most single women spend the entire reception being asked when they will get married. The last thing we need is to be singled out in front of everyone like that. It's awkward and embarrassing. I completely agree. (laughs) I think I've talked about this in previous episodes. I hate the bouquet toss. I hate the garter toss even more. Honestly, just the, the idea of it, first of all, like, as a game, you know, some people might say like, oh, it's just fun, whatever, like, it's not a good game. It's a boring game. It's, it's toss. We're playing catch with our friends, essentially one round of catch. Um, it's not great. It always is like a little bit painful. You know, you have to stop whatever's happening, dinner, dances, speeches, totally like, you know, clear the dance floor. And then it's always like pulling, um, you know, pulling people on back onto the dance floor, you have to go and find them and pull them up like nobody wants to do it. It's not a fun thing people want to do. And the symbolism of it, of it is saying that you know marriage is this ultimate prize like ladies finally I got married you can too don't worry like you just need this magical bouquet I'm gonna hand off to you and finally your life will mean something which is just like so gross you know there's so many people who are choosing to be single who don't want to be married um who you know just have no desire to get married at all or even if they do like why would we parade them out to compete for a bouquet it's just awful it's awkward nobody likes it it's uncomfortable Um, you do have to pay for an extra bouquet. And I know a lot of people will say, no, my florist is throwing in a toss bouquet. They're not throwing that in for free. It's built into the price. You are paying for a second bouquet, or you're tossing your actual bouquet, which means you're, you know, you're losing that unless you go back to your friends and ask for the bouquet back. The whole thing is just, yeah, it's awful. And then the garter toss is all of that awfulness plus the um, really uncomfortable situation of your groom putting his head up your dress in front of your grandparents, just the whole thing awful. Get rid of the tosses. Totally, totally get rid of them. Number four, wedding favors should be retired. People either don't take them, take them and throw them away or stick them in the closet somewhere and donate to Goodwill. <laughs> I completely agree. I did a whole episode on this back episode 12 called Do You Need Wedding Favors? And basically I came to the conclusion that no, no you don't. Like this person says, um, they're a huge waste of money and time. Most of your guests will not take them. If they do take them, they're not gonna appreciate them. They'll either get thrown away, they'll get donated to Goodwill or even on the off chance that you did find something that everyone really loves and takes, it's not going to be that thing that's like, oh, wow, so glad we went to that wedding. So we got that amazing favor. Like, that's not what anyone's thinking about. No one cares. No one's going to mind if the favors are not there. No one will notice. No one's life is going to be that much better or that much worse if they get a, you know, special little mint that says mint to be from you. Um, So don't bother. Don't bother spending your time or your money on it unless you have a really, original cool idea that's unique to the two of you that isn't going to cost very much that isn't going to take up much time and you're totally fine with most of them getting left behind or thrown out or people just kind of looking at them and saying yeah cool and putting them back I would completely uh, forget about favors. Head back to episode 12 do you need wedding favors to listen to some more thoughts on that and some suggestions for favors that could work if I can't convince you and you do really want to do favors. <laughs> Number five having a wedding party playing social hierarchy playing a social hierarchy game of selection for the privilege of paying for an uncomfortable outfit and being someone's unpaid assistant is totally outdated and you know what i agree Uh, Way back in the beginning of this podcast, episode four, I did an episode called Why I Won't Have a Wedding Party. And it's pretty much this. Um, There's just so much extra drama that comes from having a wedding party. If you're in any of the wedding planning groups on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. Almost every second post is like, my bridesmaid's doing this and my groomsman won't get his pants and uh, can I kick out my maid of honor and they're bailing on me and no one's helping and no one's paying for the dress and they won't answer their texts and oh my god, they lost the dress and my bachelorette party sucks and blah, blah, blah. And it's so much extra drama. That's like, oh, man, like, did you really, (laughs) you didn't need to do this. You don't need to have a wedding party. And I think people struggle with that because they think, oh, my God, if I don't have a wedding party, that means I don't have friends. That means, you know, I don't have great people for photos. And that's total bull. Like, you can still have your friends get ready with you. You can still invite them to come over the morning of the wedding and say, hey, come on over. We're going to drink mimosas, get our hair and makeup done. Um, you can still have a bachelorette party, a bachelor party, an engagement party, a shower, all of those things. You can still ask for their help. Uh, and honestly, I found as someone who's not having a wedding party, more of my friends are reaching out asking if they can help because they don't have to, they're not obligated to help. They just want to. So I'm getting texts like daily people saying, what can I do? How can I help? Um, which is so nice to know that that's just coming, you know, from the goodwill, not because I force them to do anything. It's also so strange that we, you know the way we sort of reward our friends for being such great friends is say hey can you spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on my wedding day can you buy an outfit you will never wear again Uh, buy some shoes that are uncomfortable, pay to have your hair and makeup done so you look nice in my photos, uh, buy me gifts, plan parties for me, spend your free time, you know, crafting with me. Um, It's just so weird, especially it's so weird that we ask these same people to spend literally hundreds or thousands of dollars on our wedding day, you know, hotels, transportation, all that sort of thing. And then these are the same people we go to brunch with and we like split the bill, like we use like Splitwise or Venmo or whatever it is, and say, Oh, I'll get you back. You know, I got the $5 mimosa, so I'll pay you for it and then but no problem drop down you know three thousand come to my wedding just very strange very weird social thing that we're allowed to do in this day and age and I just I don't love it and I don't love the idea that we put all of our um wedding party in the same outfit like what a weird thing to tell uh you know, our friends to do, hey, I love you so much. Like, I want you to wear the same blue dress that everyone else is wearing that you'll never wear again. Just the whole thing is weird. And it really is a social hierarchy game, like this person says, you know, sort of ranking your friends, who do you like best, who made the cut, who gets to wear this uniform of best friend on the day. Um, and it's even weird to me that they stand up at the front, especially, you know, most most weddings that I've been to the people who end up being bridesmaids, groomsmen, whoever it is are like, Oh, it's, you know, my friend from grade school and it's my cousin and it's um, a sibling. And sometimes they really don't know the other member of the couple that well. Um, And it's so awkward that like, well, I'm up there, you know, saying vows to my future husband, this person I want to spend the rest of my life with right behind his shoulder is like his friend from middle school that I've talked to maybe four times in my entire life. Like I don't really need to see that person smiling at me as I'm talking to my husband. Just the whole thing is weird. Sorry, I could rant about it for a while. Obviously I did. It was an entire episode. Episode four, why I won't have a wedding party. If any of this is sounding like, oh yeah, that's kind of making some sense. I encourage you to head back to that episode. Um, and here why I'm not planning to have a wedding party and anything you can do to sort of decrease any of the drama that comes with wedding parties. If you are planning to have one. Number six is people who smash the cake on others' faces. It just smacks a forced hilarity. It's the worst. And you know what? I agree. Uh, the whole like smashing the cake in the other person's face. Uh, it's not funny. (laughs) It's kind of cheesy. Um, just the whole the whole thing is actually not not my favorite. It's really weird, you know, to ask people to take a photo of the two of you cutting a cake and I know it's like a wedding tradition. Oh, we got to get a wedding cake. Oh, we got to get photos of us cutting the cake. We got to play the perfect song that has the word sugar in it or sweet while we do that. But if you actually sort of like take a step back and say wait a minute do I need a photo of me and my partner cutting a cake surely we have cut many things in our lives surely we both don't need to put our hand on a knife this isn't like a big symbolic oh my god we're cutting our very first cake together like it's just so strange and it's so weird that we take photos of that and then yeah to make it a moment where we're also smushing cake into each other's faces I don't want to rain on anyone's parade if this is like a hilarious thing you and your partner really want to do go for it just know like it's kind of cheesy it's not that hilarious like The best photos of this are probably from the 80s, which is maybe when it was kind of fun. Um, And also, like, it kind of sucks for anyone who's paid a ton for hair and makeup. Like, it's not fun to have cake smushed all over your face in your hair. You know, you have to laugh. You have to take a few photos. You have to try to, like, make sure you know, nothing was actually damaged. I'm sure there are horror stories out there of people like losing teeth or something like that, because they took this too far. And then you have to go to the bathroom and try to like salvage your hair and makeup for the rest of the night. Maybe you still have photos you need to get taken, or you know, you just don't want to look a mess. Um, So it kind of sucks. So for us, we're not doing the cake at all. And by that, I don't mean we're not having dessert big fan of dessert, totally having dessert, but we're not having a big cake that we're cutting into because I just really did not want anyone to take a photo of us cutting a cake. And I didn't want the stupidness really of, of shoving cake in each other's face. Not my thing. If it's your thing, you know, have at it. But I agree that it is cheesy and not that funny and kind of a pain and it could totally get retired. Number seven, the no wearing white to weddings rule. So this person is saying they disagree with the no wearing white to weddings rule. <laughs> That's hard to say. <laughs> they think you should be allowed to wear white to weddings. And I have to say, I disagree with that. So yes, it is super old fashioned. Obviously no one is going to mistake a guest in white for the bride. That's not going to happen. Everyone knows who the bride is. They, they know the person, they, they know who's up there. It's probably a bigger, fancier dress. Um, but I kind of have to agree. I think I think it's it's just, it, it feels rude to show up to a wedding in a white dress. Um, I think you can probably get away with a white, you know, suit or a pantsuit or whatever. But there's just this stigma around, like, if you do that, you are pulling attention from the bride. Even if, like, in every literal sense you're not, of course people know who the bride is. Of course more eyes will be on the bride than on you. It just kind of feels like you are, you know, trying to do something a little bit rude and offensive. Like you're trying to subvert the energy and put more eyes on you it's just like it's a bit of a dig at the couple um so I just I just I think don't do it like if you if you really are if you're trying to make a dig at the couple you're trying to show them up and put eyes on you then probably just don't attend this wedding this doesn't seem like it's gonna be a good time for anyone um, but if you're just a regular guest and you just happen to have a white dress in your wardrobe that you love so much and you want to wear like just don't do it just just don't it's uncomfortable no one's gonna like it even if you go to the bride and say hey are you cool if I wear this and they swear up and down that are cool with it they're probably not cool with it or even if they are I guarantee you most of the other guests are not you will get looks. people will think it's kind of strange I personally think if you're doing a dress that's like white but it's got patterns on it or you know you're wearing a big cardigan over it or a belt or whatever else to kind of hide it like I think that's fine personally if it's you know a white dress with like flowers all over it no big deal personally i know some people like really just any hint of white they're not into but certainly if it's just a plain white dress this is not the time save that for another event that is not a wedding number eight uh we should retire the first dance where everyone just stares at the two of you I actually disagree with this one too. I think the first dance, it's a really sweet moment. I included it on a a previous episode about moments for just the two of you on your wedding day. And I think most people don't understand that in a big wedding, um, you know, hundreds of people, you're getting married, uh, in a ceremony space, and you have to come over to the reception, you're doing speeches and dinners and dances and, you know, you're getting ready separately and all that. There's actually not that much time for the couple to have together just the two of them. And I know the first dance is obviously not just the two of them. Everyone else is there taking photos, videos, that sort of thing. But it's kind of nice, I think, to have that moment. You can tell for, you know, those big weddings, when the couple first gets together, they have that moment where they just look in each other's eyes. And there's like, a, "Ah, okay, we made it like we got through the ceremony, we got through the photos, here we are, we're doing our first dance. You know, you can see they share like a little bit of a conversation, there's usually some giggles or something like that, like that is so sweet. And I don't understand why we'd want to take that away from the couple. I think it's such a nice moment of like reconnection for the two of them, have them come together, have them remember what this day is all about, spend some time actually holding each other, looking into each other's eyes. Um, yes, it's cheesy. You know, obviously most couples don't spend a ton of time dancing. Yes, it's for the photos. Um, but I think I think it's a nice moment. And I'm actually a little bit sad we're not doing an official first dance um, for our wedding. Just, you know, we don't really have a dance floor. It doesn't really fit in our timeline. My partner promised we could do a first dance like just the two of us back at the hotel which i will definitely be taking him up on um but i think i think it's a nice moment and i think if you are sort of like not into it for whatever reason i think there's lots of ways to make it um less uncomfortable so maybe making it a shorter song like there's no need to dance to a whole three four five minute long song it could be like 90 seconds Um, you can ask people to join you on the dance floor so you can dance just the two of you for like 30 seconds and then have your dj or mc make an announcement of like oh um, Jane and Dane would like all the other married couples or all the other couples in the room to please join them on the dance floor or something like that. You could do it um, you know while people are sitting and eating or something like that, so there's not as many eyes on you. You could go out and take dance lessons if you're worried about you know what it's gonna look like, um, just so you feel a bit more confident. There's lots, lots of things to do. You could even do what we're doing and do it in private. But I do think the first dance is a sweet moment and I disagree. I don't think it should be retired. Number nine, uh, wedding tradition you can skip is the white dress. It has no meaning, wear whatever color you look best in. So I I agree. I think if white is not your thing, you don't have to wear it. Um, I think this is all, honestly, this is a little bit of like a dated take. Um, I think most people these days know that they don't have to wear white like this sort I don't know if I'm explaining this right but this almost seems like an issue that would have shown up on say yes to the dress like eight years ago um where the bride's like I don't want to wear white and it's just like the most like people are you know shocked people are fainting people are you know falling over the fact that she's not wearing white and now it's like every other episode of say yes to the dress is like oh but I actually want it in pink or in red or in black and it's like okay fine like we do that all the time no big deal um, so I don't think it's that big a deal if you don't want to wear white. Of course, that might be different depending on your family, maybe everyone in your family has always wearing white. So it is, you know, a bigger deal. Or if you're getting married in a more conservative or religious place, maybe you have to wear white. But I, I agree, if white's not your color, if it doesn't mean anything to you, um, or if the idea of it sort of resembling like Uh, your virtue or your virginity, if that kind of grosses you out, totally wear whatever color you want. Um, I will say for me, I didn't set out saying, Oh my god, I have to wear white because it didn't it didn't mean a ton to me, I was sort of open. But of course, when you do go to these fancy dress stores, um, most of them are white. (laughs) That's just, you know, most brides wear white dresses. So that's what the store stocks. I did see one blue dress in the window that I thought was really pretty, and I kind of wanted to try on. But by the time I got in there and had tried on like, five or 10 white dresses. I was like, yeah, cool. I'll wear white. It kind of does feel like the only time I'm going to get to wear white in my life. Um, just because I don't attend that many things where I'm going to need ball gowns, <laughs> or things like that. So I was like, might as well, you know, uh, there's more selection, uh, better options in white bridal dresses. Usually I think when people want color dresses, they have to go to more special stores that have like evening gowns or they have to shop in like the prom section. Um, But I agree, it is not a hard and fast rule. If you don't wanna wear white, no problem at all, just wear whatever you want. Coming in at number 10, we got a bit of a long one here, so buckle up. This person says, by all means, do what you wanna do for your wedding, but don't ask me for money. In Southern Ontario, you have a fundraiser called a stag and doe, where even people you aren't inviting to your wedding are expected to buy tickets and pay for games or other items in order to help pay for your wedding. And nowadays, most couples don't want gifts, they want money. If you can't afford your wedding, go to the courthouse. So this is one where I agree and I disagree. So I just, or I agree with the whole fundraiser for your wedding. Um, I grew up in southern Ontario, so I've heard of these stag and does. I know like older cousins who had them and my parents attended. I th- do think this is kind of tacky sorry (laughs) no offense um i don't love the idea of fundraising for your wedding because more often than not you're basically telling people like hey we wanted to have this big event we don't have the money for it so instead of saving money or downsizing or whatever we're asking you to help us like give us money to put on this big event, but also still bring us a wedding gift. Like that is the expectation, at least where I was from. Um, It wasn't like, oh, hey, if we go to the Stag and Doe, we don't have to give them a wedding gift. No, no, no. Like not only are you helping pay for the wedding, you also have to bring a gift. So I don't really love that. And I do agree, if you can't afford to have the wedding that you want, like wait, save up, or downsize or whatever it is you know talk to other people in your life who might want to contribute like parents or godparents or something like that i do think it's a bit tacky to have a fundraiser um yeah it's just weird like it feels like the kind of thing you would do to like raise money for a charity except for it's raising money for your own wedding and i think people even people who do attend it who think oh yeah it's fun you know there's a bit of like a raised eyebrow of like where's this money going like what am i really paying for and that's like such a shitty feeling you don't want people to come to your wedding being like really this is the wine they're serving, even after they did a stag and dough, or to see something like, let's say you got an ice sculpture, and they're thinking like, oh my god, my money went to a friggin ice sculpture. Like, it's just, it's just not great. However, I do disagree with the other side of it, where the person says most couples don't even want gifts, they want money. I think that's totally fine. I think especially in this day and age, so many couples already live together. um, You know, they've lived together for years, they have everything they need for their home. um, They, you know, probably live in a small space if they're in a city or if they're in a bigger home they probably already filled it like it's very rare in this day and age that couples are you know waiting to get married to move in together they're moving into their very first home it's totally empty and even then even then (laughs) do they really want you to choose like the couch that they're gonna you know sleep on or forever or sorry they shouldn't be sleeping on the couch the bed they're gonna sleep on forever or you know, the linens they're going to have in their house, probably not. And your answer to that is, oh, well then just, you know, have a registry, let people buy you things off a registry. So what's the difference if somebody is buying me something off a registry, you know, I've chosen what I want. I've told them where to put their money versus them just giving me money. Like, (laughs) I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I get what the person's saying, you know, you don't want to feel like you're literally paying to attend a wedding, you're paying for your plate of food or whatever it is. But I do think the money is just it's just more practical, you know, like, and if the couple if they've already lived together, they have everything they need for their home, registering for, you know, eight new toasters isn't really a good idea, then why not? Especially if your whole thing is you just want to give them money to, you know, sort of celebrate their love and send them off into this next stage of their life with you know, a little something, then what do you care if they use that money for their honeymoon or uh, to replace one of their toasters or to pay off some wedding debt if they happen to, to go into wedding debt, which again, I really do not recommend, um, or for groceries, whatever it is. I, I don't think it matters, and I think it's totally fine to give money. Honestly, it's easier for me, and I know the people are going to appreciate it more than they will me trying to decide what uh, you know beautiful fruit bowl will look best in their house. <laughs> (laughs) Moving on at number 11, when the wedding party does a grand entrance into the reception, especially when they dance, it's always awkward. I hate watching it. And I hate being a part of it. This one I harsh agree with. I think it's just like the putting cake in people's faces. It's not that funny. It's kind of cheesy. People just sort of cringe and let it happen because they expect that's just what's going to happen at weddings. But honestly, no one cares. (laughs) Like, Really, truly, no one cares. Like it honestly feels like a very long inside joke that the rest of your guests just kind of have to like smile and nod along to. Um, These always end up being so friggin long and each uh, member of the wedding party is either so embarrassed and they're just sort of like running in to get it over with or they're really hamming it up and like you know trying to make it all about them um saying their names and like introducing who they are most of your guests don't care like all of your aunts and uncles they don't care who the name of your friend from high school is who happens to be doing the robot into your party right now I say totally skip this there's no need to do a big entrance of the wedding party I like the idea of having just the couple will be announced. Um, the wedding party can already be in the reception. I don't think they need a a dance in or anything like that. I've been a part of these. It is awkward. It's uncomfortable. There's usually not even enough time that went into the planning or there's way too much time and there's like a coordinated dance. So I say totally cut it. No need for this. Number 12, brides having, having to have a maid of honor and grooms having a best man. Why can't a bride have a man of honor and a groom have a best woman? Uh, I totally agree. And I, again, I don't think this is a super controversial take. I think in 2021, it is not a big deal for, again, in a hetero wedding, for brides to have men stand up on their side, for grooms to have women stand up on their side, um, for the parties to be completely mixed gender to be mixed size you can have you know three on one side seven on the other whatever it is not have a wedding party at all my choice (laughs) um i think that's totally fine and again i think unless you are in very like conservative circles more religious more traditional then this is something you have already seen at weddings and it's just not a big deal um if anything i think the idea of still calling them like maid of honor or man of honor is is less inclusive like why not just person of honor or like wedding people uh, the wedding squad, whatever it is. I don't think there's a need to really gender any of these terms anymore. Um, that's just, that's just me in 2021. That's my opinion. And I would think most people who are getting married in 2021, this isn't like a super revolutionary thing to have uh, mixed genders, mixed sizes of wedding party on either side. Number 13. Oh, that person <laughs> driving down the street's really excited about number 13. All right, number 13 says, the entire wedding itself. Weddings are a colossal waste of money, and no one actually likes attending them. And almost 50% of marriages end in divorce anyways. So you might as well take that money you were going to spend on a wedding and put it towards an awesome honeymoon, or better yet, keep it in your savings account. So whoa, this is a big one to end on. And again, I agree, disagree. Um, I agree. Weddings can be way too expensive. And I think a lot of people spend way more than maybe they should. Um, you know, people spending 30, 40, $50,000, $40,0, $50,000, dollars more. Um, and I think especially if that isn't money you have and you have to take out loans, which I, oh, please don't start your marriage in debt. That's not a good way to do it. Or, you know, sacrificing other things. Maybe you have a really bad relationship with your parents and you're having to go to them for money, or you're really having to sacrifice and downsize, spend an entire year working two full-time jobs or something like that in order to make this happen. Um, putting way too much, you know, time and effort. It is one day, um, and I know there's so much pressure on it, but it really does not need to be perfect and expensive and blow everyone out of the water. So I do see where this person's coming from. There are parts of weddings that do feel a little bit wasteful, um, and I have to agree. I think more money should go towards your honeymoon and your savings. I will just tiny caveat, you know, don't keep it in an actual savings account. Invest it, please. Don't like <laughs> like your savings account at your regular bank is is not a good place to keep money. It's not even keeping up with inflation. This is not a personal finance podcast, so I will not uh, <laughs> will not go more into that, um, but I agree, and that is something my partner and I are doing. We definitely have more money in our investments and in our retirement savings and our emergency fund than we do in our wedding. We have more money going towards our honeymoon than we do for our wedding, because to us, that three-week trip is more important than the one day wedding, we prioritize that more. And I think that's totally fine. I think it's, it's a good move to put more money into uh, an awesome honeymoon or your other goals, buying a house, buying a car, going back to school, retiring, whatever it is. I think that's smart to put more money there than to put into your wedding. Um, just because society tells us we need to have these giant tens of thousands of wedding. <laughs> like we really, we really don't need to. However, I do disagree that obviously, you know, a wedding is a waste of time and the wedding itself should be thrown out. Uh, That would be... Um, that would mean I don't need to have this podcast. I wouldn't be 80-some episodes deep if I thought a wedding was a waste of time. I don't. I think a wedding is a really beautiful way to celebrate your love, to be with the people who, you know, who love you, who support your relationship, to sort of recognize that love, to share this next stage of your relationship, celebrate a big milestone. I think weddings are beautiful. And there is a reason we have weddings, you know, that coming together of two families that really out loud vocal um, declaration of your commitment to one another, taking a day to really say, hey, you know what, like, I'm yours, you're mine, we're doing this thing together. Let's celebrate it. I think that's important. And I think that's, that's a good thing for people to do. Um, and even if half of marriages end in divorce, which I don't think is the right stat anymore. I don't think that's a reason not to have weddings that would be like, hey, 100% of people die, we shouldn't have birthdays. <laughs> like, Of course not. Why not? Why not celebrate love, even if it's not Permanent, you know? Um, I do agree that they get too expensive, that people spend or can spend way too much money on it, way too much time, way too much effort and pressure, and lose themselves in the stress of all of it. And I hope some of my podcasts are helping you not to do that, to save some money, save some time, save some stress. But I do think weddings in general are still something to have and to be celebrated. All right. So those are the first 13 traditions that, according to this BuzzFeed article and the sourced answers, people want you to skip. Um, I think for the most part, I agreed with most of these. There were a few that I disagreed with. But again, this is totally up to you. It is, you know, your wedding, your wedding day, whatever you want to do is the right way to do it. Uh, Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to get into the last 10 wedding traditions that you can skip. And again, you can let me know if you are planning to skip those, not planning to, think this list is crap, think this list is great. (laughs) Wherever you are in your journey, happy wedding planning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review. Follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings.